see, I... I've been drinking quite heavily. Did you know the Flemings? No. In fact, I... I refused them, but they forced their way in. What made them come to you? A man named Joe Cleveland told them about me. I took a bullet out of them two years ago. Mm-hmm. That... That's the last time I associated with any of them. But you did perform an operation on Willie Fleming. Yes. At the point of a gun. One slight digression. Do you own a car, Mr. Adams? Yes. You'll... You'll find it in my garage. I understand it's gone. Fleming must have taken it. So can you describe your car for us? Uh, my... My words right there on the table. It contains my registration. Fine. Hey, Jim, why don't I take this and call the police? Have them send out an alarm. Okay, Bill. All right, I'll see you later. All right. Mr. Adams, before you were shot, did you hear Fleming say anything about where he and the woman were going? No. Can you remember any of their conversation? Uh, see, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I... I do recall one thing. After I'd been shot, I was laying on the floor. I still have consciousness. I heard Fleming say to the woman, we're taking Willie out of here. We're going to bury him back on the farm. Did he say where the farm was? Uh, I, I don't recall. Anything else? Can you think of anything that was said before you were shot? No, I, I'm afraid not. I, all, I, all I can remember is un, undressing Fleming operating Wait on Wait a minute, I, you say you took off his clothes? Yeah. Are they still at your home? I don't know. I think I should get out there and see. Come here, will you? I found Fleming's clothes. Ah, that's a break. Anything in them? Well, I haven't looked yet. Let's see. Well, this label on the jacket is from a store in Watkins Grove. Yeah. I came up with something. I don't yeah. know whether it means anything. What is it? This uh, wedding ring. Huh? I found it on the sink in that room Adams used for the operation. There's an inscription, you see. Uh, hmm? M.W. to R.D.W. one twenty three fourteen. M.W.R.D.W. Well, those initials don't tie in with anyone in this case. No. 1914 was a long time ago. Well, I'll check with Doc Adams, see what he can tell us about it. All right. You seem to be coming up with empty pockets. Yeah. Well, that's all of them. Bill, let's get back to the hospital. Okay. I'll put in a call to the Watkins Grove police. This jacket came from there, so maybe they'll know something about the Fleming brothers. I tried to see the doc about that wedding ring, but he couldn't be disturbed. How did you make out? I contacted the Watkins Grove police. They knew the Flemings. They used to live there, but they moved away five years ago. Any lead on where they might have gone? They didn't have any, but they gave me the name of a local resident who'd been friendly with the Flemings. I've got to call in for him now. I'll see if he has any lead on where they might have gone. Bill, I talked to that guy who knew the Flemings. Any luck? Some. He hadn't seen them in two years, but he'd heard from them. Willie Fleming got married a month ago to a girl named Sarah Williams. Ah, she's the one that traveled with him. Sounds like it. 
I learned that they were living on a farm up in Elm County. A farm that the girl had inherited when her parents died. Any address? No, I've got to call in now for the county agent. Get anything, Jim? Nothing encouraging. The county agent said Elm County was settled by a family named Williams, and half the people up there now have that name. It'll take weeks to check all of them. Well, Jim, I talked to the doc. He'd never seen the ring. He figured it must have belonged to the woman. Said she washed her hands just before the operation. Phil, let me see that ring again, will you? Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah, sure it belongs to her. Come on, let's get up to Elm County. you mooning out here. I'm never going back in there. As soon as I get my money, I'm going away. What money? What you took from the bank. You get nothing from that. I get Willie's half. I'm his widow. I don't figure that way. You mean to keep it all, Clint? That's right. Let me tell you something. You ain't never going to get to spend it. Why not? Because I'll tell the law on you, that's why. I'll tell them it was you that stuck up the bank. Well, now. Bet you just would. Sure. I think I got a way of stopping that. Oh, hey. Come on, me. Sarah, ain't letting go. Hey, you up, Who are you? The special agents of the FBI. They're both under arrest. Because the former Dr. Adams subsequently died in the hospital... Clint and Sarah Fleming were found guilty and sentenced in the federal court. Sarah to life imprisonment and Clint to execution. The clue that led Special Agents Taylor and Hudson to the bank robber's hideout was the inscription in the wedding ring found at the doctor's home. The inscription that read MW to RDW, 123-14. Having established that the ring belonged to the girl, a ring commemorating a marriage way back in 1914, Taylor correctly assumed that it was her parents' ring that she was now wearing. Her family name being Williams, Taylor checked the records in the Elm County Courthouse for marriages in 1914 on the date of the inscription. This then disclosed the address of the Williams farmhouse. And thus, two special agents of your FBI, aided by local police, were able to close the file on three dangerous criminals. To close Willie Fleming's by stamping the word dead across the face of it. And to close the other two with the frequently used stamp that bears the single word every criminal fears. The single word, convicted. In just a moment, we will tell you about next week's exciting FBI file. Now one last word on the Equitable Society's plan for men and women on the way up. It's a plan for the man who's confident that someday soon, his boss is going to call him in and say, Ed, you've been doing a great job. An outstanding job. From now on, you're in charge of your department. If you're that kind of man, then the sooner you get in touch with an Equitable Society representative, the better. 
Ask him for full information on the Equitable Society's life insurance plan for men and women on the way up. Or send a postcard care of this station to the Equitable Life Assurance Society. Next week, we will dramatize another case from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. A factual recount of a thrilling manhunt. Its subject, attempted murder. Its title, a license to kill. The incidents used in tonight's Equitable Life Assurance Society's broadcast are adapted from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. However, all names used are fictitious, and any similarity thereof to the names of persons living or dead is accidental. Tonight's program was transcribed, and the music was composed and conducted by Frederick Steiner. The author was Jerry D. Lewis. Your narrator was William Woodson, and Special Agent Taylor was played by Stacey Harris. Others in the cast were Herb Ellis, Bill Johnstone, Charlotte Lawrence, Charles Maxwell, John McIntyre, and Dick Monaghan. This is your FBI as a Jerry Devine production. This is Larry Keating speaking for the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community and inviting you to tune in again next week at this same time when the Equitable Life Assurance Society will bring you another thrilling story from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. A license to kill on This Is Your FBI. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs>